given that our next coach needed to be someone who understands and unflaggingly buys into our culture. He needed to be someone who understands the history behind that culture, but where our culture is today and what it's going to be in the future. That was for me how our next football coach differentiated himself and why I have so much faith in his leadership. Mr. Larson? Rashani, what an exciting day for NDSU, our football program. Coach Entz, his wife, Brenda, and, his, and their sons, Kellen and Connor. And um, I do just want to start first off by congratulating the team, the coaches, the staff, the fan base. on What an unbelievable night on Friday night. I don't, I don't think you could have written it any better in terms of unbelievable atmosphere, electric, great way to send our 24 seniors and Coach Kleiman off in, in such a great way, but, but then a great opportunity for our fan base to welcome, to welcome Coach N. So a real credit to them. Uh, I had an opportunity to meet with the 12 commitments, the committed recruits that were on campus, and, and I said to them simply, this is why you come to NDSU. You know, an opportunity to play in front of 18,000 people on national TV to go to a to go play for a national championship, and, and that's why this place is so special. Um, I do just quickly want to talk about the process, and anytime you hire a position, there's a lot of people involved uh, with the head coaching position for the football program. Even though it was a short period of time, there's a lot of people uh, that played an integral role. So I just want to start off with th thanking some of them. First, President Bashani, just your support through the process and, and the ability and flexibility to let us move as quickly as we needed to. Um, very thorough process, but very quick, so I appreciate your support there. Um, our senior staff, you know, I actually did the math this morning, um, 132 years of collective experience of our senior staff here in athletics, and if there's any group that knows what it takes to be successful at NDSU, it's those folks. And so I want to thank, thank all of them individually, Todd Phelps, uh, Pat Fredrickson, Jack Maughan, Troy Gergen, Colleen Heimstead, Scott Walken, uh, and Pat Simmers. Really appreciate you being a great sounding board and giving me feedback and challenging me throughout the process, and so I appreciate all your support. Uh, former players. You know, I had a lot of former players who reached out uh, from Gus Bradley to Carson Wentz to a lot, lot of former players right here in town, and, and it was a consistent message. It wasn't backing one uh, candidate over another. It was reinforcing just how important Bison football is to them, upholding the tradition and the history and the culture that they helped build. And so you always knew it was there, but to hear it, hear from them individually during that process, I think really just reinforced uh, what a special football program this is. Uh, and then our current team. You know, I had a chance to meet with them last week and uh, on Monday, and I, and I promised them two things in terms of the, the process. One is that we were going to move really quickly in finding the next head football coach here at NDSU, but also I promised them that we were going to find the person who understood what it meant to be a Bison, understood the tradition and history, and would continue to uphold that. And uh, can't thank that group enough. Incredibly mature group. Uh, handled last week, um, probably unlike any program in the country would handle it, and, and really thankful and, and proud of, of how that all went down. You know, when I had a chance to meet with you all last week, I talked about uh, our goal was to hire the best person for this program at this time. And, you know, I didn't know at the time that it meant walking across 17th over to the Fargo Dome and, and spending time with Matt Entz. And so when I first talked to him last Tuesday, and told him of our interest in meeting with him as the head football coach and that we would meet with him probably late Wednesday night. When we sat with him Wednesday night in my house, I wasn't sitting in front of somebody who put together a plan over the course of the last 24 hours. He put, over, he put together a plan that he'd been working on the last 20 years of his life preparing for this, this head coach opportunity. So um, having watched Matt the last five years, um, it, it's more than just football for him. 
he understands as a coach his responsibility is to develop these young men to be successful in life. He's fully embraced the tradition here at NDSU. Not only is, a, is he a family man, and you see that with his family here today, he's a mentor, he's a role model, but he's also a tenacious competitor, and he's a really good football coach. So without further ado, it's my honor to introduce and announce Matt Entz as the 31st head football coach at North Dakota State. You are listening to the press conference of Matt Entz being introduced as the next NDSU head football coach. This is KFGO Fargo. <clears throat> well, it's been a, a busy four or five days, to say the least. Uh, first off, I need to say some thank yous. And, of course, uh, I need to thank President Brashani and, and Matt Larson for giving me this opportunity. Uh, Matt was right. Um, for the last 20 years, this has been a goal of mine to become a head football coach. I probably never envisioned being a head football coach at an institution like North Dakota State. Um, but uh, uh, with time and, and due diligence and, and uh, a ton of other people that have been involved in my life and in my coaching career, uh, I've been given this opportunity and, and excited to move forward. Um, I need to thank uh, Coach Kleiman, who's not here today, of course, and his family. Uh, you all know how I feel about him. Um, other coaches that have been uh, critical for me, Coach Nielsen at USD uh, was a big time uh, part of my development. Uh, the guys in the back of the room, uh, my only concern is I'm, I'm wondering who's putting practice together right now. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, everywhere I've been uh, along the road, I've, I've, I've tried to do the best I can on the football field, but I've always been given other responsibilities and, and tried to do those to the best of my ability as well to give me all the tools I need to hold this, uh, this role. And uh, it's not about me. It's not about I. It's not my program. Uh, it's still our program. It's our players' program. Uh, and it's the assistant coaches' program. Uh, the city of Fargo, the administration, everyone's going to be involved. Uh, I, I do have an appreciation for everyone who's involved in our program, and, and you will continue to see that uh, with me. Uh, and then lastly, most importantly, I need to thank Brenda and my kids. Um, huge part of my coaching style is the people that sit in the front row. Uh, you know, as I thought about the program and where it's going to go from here, uh, I'd be silly to tell you there's, there's probably going to be a couple little changes. Uh, but at the same time, I think the recipe for success has already been illustrated here over and over again. Uh, you know, the things that might change will probably uh, be unknown to the fan base and to the people in this room right now. They may be behind the scenes. Uh, I still believe in, in who we are. We're going to run the football to be successful. Uh, hopefully we can continue to uh, use the passing game in an efficient manner uh, and continue to force teams to have to defend 53 and a third yards uh, when they line up to, to defend our offense. Uh, defensively, you know, Code Green is going to be Code Green, and the expectations are still the same. Uh, I'm excited about where it's going. I think we have some unbelievable young talent uh, in both rooms right now. And uh, I know people get concerned when they see 24 seniors. Uh, I get excited because I know there's going to be a ton of fresh faces uh, that we have to, as coaches, got to deal with and, and work with and, and, and continue to develop. Uh, and then the last thing 
uh, is, you know, my role is going to continue to be, you know, I want to be out in the community. I want our kids out in the community. The things that make our program so special will not change. Uh, the, the Easton Sticks of the world will be replaced with the Trey Lances of the world, getting out and being involved in schools and hospitals. Uh, the, the Levi Jordimes of the world will be replaced by the Jackson Hankies. Uh, no one person has made this program, no one coach, definitely not me. Uh, it, it's a mentality. It's, a, it's the environment. Uh, I know, as, as Mr. Uh, President Brashani said, sometimes culture is an overused word, uh, but this may be the greatest example of culture in college football. Uh, and then, you know, the last thing is, having never been a head coach, I do appreciate the opportunity to become one. Uh, I, I feel like I'm, I know I'm ready. Uh, you know, a week ago or a week and a half ago, conversations with Coach Kleiman started, and uh, at times there was, you know, will I, would I go to Kansas State, would I stay? And it went back to what my goals were 20 years ago. They still remained the same. I wanted to be a head football coach, and there's no better place to be a head football coach at a place that has unbelievable fan base, unbelievable resources provided by the gentleman uh, on my right and left and the people in this room. Uh, you have access to every student athlete, the best football players and people in the country. And uh, this is home to us. Uh, this is home to my kids. And I, I look forward to getting busy and, and uh, getting back on the practice field this afternoon. Now, just when you, well, I guess my question is, when did it start to realize that you wanted to be a head coach? Was it when Kleiman told you he was leaving, or when did the first things in your mind when you wanted to be a head coach? Well, when I wanted to be the head coach here, uh, probably when I when I knew there was interest and in, in, and I had a had a legit shot in becoming the head coach here. I never wanted to put the cart before the horse and think that I was a surefire thing. Uh, I hope that uh, uh, the work that I had, had done here at NDSU and at previ previous institutions was enough to at least warrant a conversation with, with Matt. What kind of head coach do you envision yourself being? You know, there's the CEOs, there's the workhorses. Um, I, I mean, been at practice, seen climbing, throwing balls around, still at practice. Start. Is that how you envision yourself being? As a head coach, still, still very hands-on. Yes, I, I anticipate still being involved. Uh, I, I told the team the other night when uh, when I was introduced as the head football coach, I know I need to reach out and, and uh, connect with the offensive players and the offensive coaches. Uh, for the last five years, I've been tucked away in a defensive staff room a little bit, and so it's my opportunity uh, to create some relationships not only with our players but with our offensive staff, and and, and hopefully. My insight on defense, I hope I can give the offensive staff maybe just some things that caused us problems over the course of the last five years and, 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 and give suggestions. Uh, by no means am I a, a, a dictator. Uh, it's not going to be my way or the highway. I, I, want, I, want people to, I want solution people to be part of this program. Uh, there's, there's too many answer people in this world. They have the answers, and it's usually on Monday. Um, and so I want people who have solutions during the week and can help me be the he best football coach th that I can be. Um, you know, from a player's standpoint, uh, the number one thing that's, that's responsible or that I think is important is the experience of the student-athlete. So if, if we can create a situation, you saw on Friday we had, you know, eight, 17, 16 kids walk across the stage. I hope next year when, when we have X number of kids walk across that stage, they look at me and say, Coach, I'd do it all over again. Then, then I know I did a good job. Just continuing to call the defense, or do you think you, you'd probably delegate that? I would delegate that. Just uh, last week was a, a great example of, of 
why a first-time head coach doesn't need to be calling the defense and trying to worry about everything else. Five years ago, Chris kind of sat in your same exact seat, was a long-time assistant coach, and he said that first year was a transition because you're so used to, to doing things a certain way. Is there anything you learned from him that you can take with you during that year that he transitioned? Well, I, 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 the, the funny story is I remember the Iowa State game. We were running low on the play clock, and all of a sudden he, he remembered with about two seconds left that he's the one responsible to call timeouts. And, and so uh, th- there, was, there was lesson number one I, I learned that I, I better start paying attention to the entire game uh, and, and not turn my back. Uh, but I still want to be involved, uh, special teams-wise. I, I know I need to ramp up my, my efforts. Uh, it, they've been all kind of one, one-sided right now, uh, but that's what's exciting about this. Uh, I, I don't want to lose touch with the game and become a CEO. I still want to be involved and, and have suggestions and, and, and go to clinics and, and, and continue to learn uh, because you're either st- you can't stay the same. You're either getting better or you're getting worse, and, and this program needs to continue to get better. How do you deal with the expectations, Matt? It, it might be a situation where your, your first year is going to be coming off seven national titles in eight years. If you go eight and three, Fargo might melt down. So how do you, how do you deal with that? You know, uh, I think I, I kind of responded to that a little bit earlier. If, if I create a, a, a program where it's all about the kids' experience, how can you say eight and three is not a good year? Someone on that team enjoyed that season. So uh, I'm ready for it. And I look forward to it. I know there's part of the reason why I took the expectation or took the job was uh, I don't want to work somewhere that seven and four is okay. I want to work somewhere where we're shooting for the stars every year. And uh, hopefully next year, when, when next year gets here, I'll start worrying about it. Or when January 5th is over, I'll really start worrying about it. You got emotional talking about him, uh, but can you just touch on the mentor that and friend that Chris Kleiman has been to you? Well, he's, you know, I've, I've known Chris Probably my first recollection of Coach Kleiman was when I was in the eighth grade. He was a quarterback at Columbus High School, uh, and I got to go watch him play in the state championship game. Uh, and then later that night, I got to watch Coach Messingham play in the state championship game. So, uh, you know, at times, I'll tell you, there's times I feel like I've been the little brother from Waterloo, um, you know, but that's okay. Uh, it's been a good it's been a good ride. He, he's allowed me to be in, in everything that I wanted to be part of with this program. Uh, when I went to work with him at a previous institution, I realized how intelligent he is. Uh, just hanging around him, he could become a better football player or football coach, better football player too. Uh, uh, and so uh, I owe him a ton. And uh, I know there's going to be plenty of conversations going forward of just trying to make sure that, that I'm up to speed on, on how the head coaching position here operates and the things that I need to be aware of. Assistance, Matt. Timeline. Well, right now they're all standing in the back of the room, so the timeline is now. Coach, what's your role or roles over the next three weeks? I'm going to try to, uh, first off, uh, recruiting is a priority. Uh, the three things that I think are priorities is, one, recruiting the 2019 class. Uh, Matt made comment that we had uh, 10 to 12 kids on campus this weekend. I got out Saturday evening uh, and was in the home of a couple other kids. Uh, we're anticipating a, a great class on Wednesday morning. And uh, then second thing is, is preparing our team f- to play their best on January 5th down in Frisco, Texas. And then I need to continue to recruit our own team. i got to make sure those offensive kids understand who I am and where I'm coming from. Uh, I need to sit down with, with everyone on our team and, and make sure that I take any doubt they may have out. Uh, they all know me as, as Coach Entz, the linebacker coach, assistant coach, the guy who gets fired up and worries about everything. Uh, I need them to see the other side of me. Coach, can you tell us about the moment Matt let you know that you were the guy? 
Yeah, I, I can try. Um, Matt came, uh, was it Thursday? I believe, was it Friday? Thursday. Thursday, uh, he came up to my office, him and uh, Todd, Bear, uh, Todd uh, Phelps came up and uh, stepped into my office. They, they shut the door and uh, told me that I was going to be the next head football coach of NDSU. And uh, a big smile came on my face, and I was super excited. We exchanged handshakes, and they knew that at the time, still trying to prepare for, you know, Friday evening. Um, well, typically on Thursdays, it's snack day. Uh, if we win the week before, Thursdays, assistant coaches generally bring in snacks for their players and uh, my wife that day was bringing my snacks up to the players about the same time these guys were leaving my office and so uh, uh, they called her back in and uh, all of a sudden Matt was able to tell us both at the same time and uh, to say we were both excited at the same time would, would be downplaying it but uh, you could tie wear my, my uh, heart on my sleeve and uh, players know that they know what I think of them and how much I care for them. This is for President Brissani and, and Matt. What does it say about the program where, you know, whether it's Gene Taylor leaving or Craig Bowl or now Chris Kleiman, there's that continuity in someone internally that can take the reins and the, the program just doesn't seem to miss a beat? Well, I, I think it's exemplified by Next Man Up. Uh, this program builds leaders, supports leaders, and keeps that process as a constant that uh, we're very fortunate to enjoy here. Uh, you don't in my experience, you don't see that continuity with the intensity and the consistency we enjoy here at many, if any, other programs in the nation. I would add, too, is I think we've hired head coaches. When they hire, when they fill out their staffs, they hire assistant coaches that want to be head coaches, and that's something that Coach Ensign and I talked a lot about when, when we met. And, you know, the ability to – we talk about resources here. You know, we resource our programs very well. So our coaches can go out and hire the best possible assistant coaches that are out there to join their team. And so you hope over that course of time, not only are they understanding uh, just how special NDSU is, but they continue to get better and better. So we've been fortunate. You look at a lot of our history, we've been able to groom and, and have that secession plan in place. And so when the opportunity presents itself, we have some really good opportunity or really good options in-house. Is there a moment that you stuck in your mind to say, Matt Ens can be our next football coach. Does anything come right to mind when I ask well, you that? Well, I think there's there's things that, you know, in the five years that when you're around him and, and you watch just some of the characteristics, the way he carries himself, I think he exhibited a lot of those leadership and head coach qualities early on. And uh, for me, it was it was really good when, when I got to sit one-on-one -on -one with him. And I shouldn't say one-on-two-on-one. -on -one. Todd was there with me in my kitchen last Wednesday night because I saw a different side to Matt Ens. And that was really important for me to see. I mean, one who had it, who was very determined, had a plan of, of how he was going to run this football program, conversations that we hadn't had, had a chance to have prior. And so for me, that was the moment where it solidified to me, okay, I'm sitting here in front of our next head football coach. Yeah. What can you, I know you can't talk too much about it, but for the recruits that were here this weekend, what were there, were there any concerns? What did you say to them? Well, I think there's always concerns. Uh, you know, unfortunately, a lot of people associate change with the negative. Um, you know, my number one message to them was you know, the, the face in front of the room has changed, but the why and the hows of, of NDSU football and, and, and Bison football aren't going to change. Uh, we're going to continue to move forward. And uh, I think to a lot of the parents, uh, even some of the offensive kids, uh, just a familiar face was comforting to know. 
Uh, I think they had a lot of questions this weekend. It was a little different for me. Uh, I had to talk a little more than what I was anticipated uh, or what I was used to on weekends. But uh, I feel comfortable with all of them. Uh, I'll continue to reach out with them. And then, of course, tomorrow night I'll touch base with every recruit that's committed uh, just to make sure if they don't have any last-minute questions or we understand what time they'll be sending in their paperwork on Wednesday. Either, Matt, uh, do you guys have any idea how many openings on, on your staff might be might have been created by Chris moving on, or are you still kind of working through that? At, at this time, the only opening that I know of is the one that I left. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'll, I'll be visiting with Matt to uh, fill that role as soon as I can. Before the early signing period. You know, I, I think in one hand it was really important, you know, for, you know, just what Matt articulated, trying to reassure our our recruits that that they were going to be in great hands and, and the program was in great shape moving forward. Um, but as I said last week, it was really important to make sure we got the right person. And so the fact that we were able to get the right person and the timing all worked out, I think that was a bonus. Um, but that was our goal going into it. President Persani, um, was there anything, you know, having been, been through your second head football coach hire here, going back to 2013 with that change happening during the playoffs like this one, was there anything from that process that you took away from it that you were able to share with Matt to make this maybe more smooth of a transition? Well, absolutely. I think we learned a lot of lessons there, and uh, we're, we're all still getting used to social media and the speed of communication uh, being extraordinarily faster than it has been in the past. We wanted to control the message. We wanted to control the timing of the message. And I have to give Matt Larson uh, kudos for pulling off the impossible a fast, efficient, but high-quality search process uh, that did not have leaks, uh, that the information was created by Matt and his staff and was released by Matt and his staff. That's how it should be. But in this day and age, it's darn tough to pull that off successfully. Any other questions for these three gentlemen? Okay, thank you very much. Thank you.